All right, welcome to Education Hour. Uh, Henry House, I designed that little song. Can you believe it? Just kidding. Hello? <laughs> yeah, Henry, are you there? Yeah, I, oh. I'm here. Yeah, I, I said I, I, uh, I, I designed that little, that little riff, the little opening riff there. Just kidding, I didn't do that. I had oh, I, I thought maybe, uh, I thought maybe your son did that. Uh, no, he didn't. But I should get Josh's band to do that. It'd be good though. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, welcome to a special edition of a minor detail. My name is Ryan Miner. You're with uh, Henry House, my my favorite person. Uh, to join the show recently, and uh, Henry and I were both 2014 Board of Education candidates in good old Washington County. And now that uh, we ran a, we ran against the person who was evicted from her seat, um, <laughs> so it didn't turn out very well for us. Um, but nevertheless, well, she had the rug we had a pulled out from under her, and that took some effort. Yeah. Well, you know, when you and I was. When you and I had running, were, were running against her, it wasn't really nearly as bad as it was. It, it has become, right? I mean, we we were all pretty congenial to one another, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, I, I never had any particular issues with any of the individuals that we uh, ran against, uh, no. you know, yourself Mm-mm. included. Uh, no, I mean, we were all really nice to each other during the primary, but then. After the primary, it got nasty. Well, that's not to say that, it, you know, there there wasn't things said behind, you know, one in, from one individual to another individual, not in a public setting. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, it, you know, for the most part, I mean, we were all congenial when, uh, when we needed to be congenial, which was more than I can say for uh, some of those who were elected in that election once they uh, started to sit in their seats. Well, I I know. And so that's why we're here tonight, because Karen Harshman was tossed off the Board of Education after several months of lawyering, uh, of legal back and forth. She had been found to have committed um, willful neglect of duty and – um, or neglect of duty, and I don't know a whole list of other issues. But that, what were the two issues, Henry? I'm sorry, it's nine o'clock, and I'm uh, I'm like I can't think straight tonight. Uh, well, I mean, she she posted something uh, uh, of not the, of the uh, proper character up on <laughs> her uh, Facebook page, uh, nice. alleging that uh, yeah, uh, alleging that. Uh, the board of ed turned their turned a blind eye to uh, people who um, relationships with minors, and yeah. uh, that that you know. And then she she blamed uh, it what was it uh, Doctor Phil? Uh, <laughs> oh my God, you know, Doctor Phil must have been yeah. She must have been been watching Doctor Phil when she uh, did that post. But we're not really here to you know bash you know Karen Harshman. She. She's had enough challenges in her life. I think we yeah. we want to talk about moving forward uh, in the best interest of surviving this six month uh, root canal that uh, has finally been uh, dealt with. So yeah, um, I mean, first candidate, the, the abscess the abscess tooth has been extracted, and now we are 
looking positively to to the education process. And I think we often forget about it because we get caught up in the drama of the politics of the situation of um, you know the the drama that's that enveloped around Karen Harshman's removal, and it really was exhausting for the community, for the school board, for school board members, and I think even for Karen Harshman's own close friends on the board, like Mike Gesford and. Um, I, I would assume um, Melissa Williams, who's the now president of the board, but you could just tell, I mean, they were, they were tired of it. And, you know, despite our disagreements with some of these folks, I'm sure they were ready to get to work uh, to commit to doing what they were elected to do. And that is serve the general public and to grow the education system to, to make sure that every one of those kids that go through the public school system gets the best possible education available. Um, so we're here now, The and I'll just briefly introduce the process. The school board nominating commission um, was uh, der derived from a law that basically builds this process in which six people are chosen from the community, and the commissioners are ultimately the deciders. And this, this nonpartisan school board commission is chosen, chosen um, one member is chosen by the state delegation, one member is chosen by the school board, and then one member is chosen by the, uh, the state senators in Washington County. And the Washington County commissioners are allowed three different individuals. So you, you ended up with this nonpartisan school board nominating commission, right? And you have... Um, six people who are on this committee, um, one female and six men, including Jerry DeWolf, who is the chairman of the committee. And <laughs> I just want to point this out, and it's just – it would be – I would be remiss in our journalistic responsibilities to say that all seven people of, of, on this board are white, and six out of the seven are men. And I'm just throwing that out there, Henry. It might be immaterial to this discussion, but let's just call a spade a spade. There's not a whole lot of diversity on this board. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not – Washington County is does not have a whole lot of diversity within the county itself. Um, but the, this board is definitely um, l less diverse than I, I, I think it uh, – right. that being said, that's – you know – the board was representative, you know. They, as you mentioned, how individuals got onto the board. Um, let's focus, you know, focus on the individuals that that are elected. And all the individuals that are elected were essentially um, white men, and yeah. with the exception of the Washington County School Board. So, yeah. you know, Washington County School Board does have a little bit more diversity, uh, and even they put forth a. And this is not a slam against Peter Bickford. They put forward a white male. Um, so, you know, the 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 fact that we do have a, a female educator, I think that's really a, a benefit to um, the selection process. I understand the reason behind having uh, uh, Jerry DeWolf, e even though he is heavily partisan for the, you know, because he serves as president of the uh Washington County Republican Committee, 
um, but he has sat in on uh, the this similar style of processes multiple times, and that's how we wound up with someone like uh, Bill Weivel and uh, Wayne Kiefer uh, representing us. They weren't elected. They were appointed via the committee that Jerry DeWolf is associated with. Mm, I don't know if I – having Jerry DeWolf a – an extreme partisan, and I think that's fair to use. He's an extreme but, partisan. But, yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is that I, I think they tap because he's been through this process. He, you know, only has a tie-breaking vote. Um, I sat and I watched the video uh, of the session uh, of the first meeting, and oh, you know, yeah. he did seem to be a facilitator of that. But you know, at the same point, you know, while I'm watching others interact in there, it. It seemed like some of them were looking to um, spray light Loctite on onto the gear. Okay, <laughs> they, it, it was just well, how much more can we mire this process down? And um, they, they kept coming back. Well, we only have X number of days to perform this proceed. You know, get this completed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, you know, the, I, I'm not going to go into. You know, we discussed the last I was on uh, regarding the individuals on the uh, nominating committee and when the nominating committee is concludes their process with the list of seven names here they'll put forward three names to the county commissioners and then the county commissioners will uh, obviously you know make a selection from there well and the key word is up to three they're not legally required to submit three they could technically submit one name but I'm hoping that they're not going to pull out another – you know, like the Central Committee back when they were making their selections, the governor wanted three names, Henry. They, he, he, he wanted three names, but they only gave right. one, and that kind of pissed off the governor, and I, I, understandably so. But tonight we're going to talk about the, the seven candidates. Apparently there was eight candidates who applied, but according to the Herald-Mail um, – Eight applications were received, but only seven candidates will be considered by the commission because the the one applicant wasn't um, he he didn't meet he or she didn't meet the deadline. So um, it, it, I, yeah, I mean for some yeah. reason, but a, a, anyway, they they've whittled it down to seven people who want to be uh, ostracized in the community uh, <laughs> for for making decisions. Uh, and yeah, I say that about. purely in jest. Uh, okay, I, I say it purely in jest, and, and no, uh, uh, and we're going we're going to be some of the first people who, who who are starting to, you know, light the arrows to start uh, pulling back into the the bow to, to fire fire them at them. So, um, mm-hmm. the, the first one, and both of us know this individual is uh, Denise Fry. Yeah, we sat in uh, front of her. Uh, yeah, she Denise was correct me if I'm wrong. President of the Washington County Teachers Association. Uh, yeah, she served that for uh, yeah six years, and she apparently stepped down uh, due to some, some health reasons. And uh, you know, some of the the word on the street is she may have been replaced anyway, but she she left uh, due to health reasons. I have hey. you know. I have no problem as far as, you know, the the Washington County Teachers Association. They didn't choose to support me in my, in my bid, nor yourself. Um, but I I would be concerned with 
I mean, if we, if we look at the makeup of the, the school board itself, we currently have, um, I believe, five past educators on the current school board out of the, the six. So let's count them. On the school board in Washington County, you have Wayne Ridenauer, who is a um, retired educator. You have Jackie Fisher, yeah. who is a retired educator. Melissa Williams is a retired educator. Um, then you would have Stan Stauffer, who is a retired educator. And then you have Karen Harshman, who was a retired educator. Peter Bickford was, is a uh, retired journalist, and I think now he works for um, – uh, the what's what's next, I believe, and um, uh, I'm not sure if he's still affiliated with what's next because that was sold to the Herald Mail. Um, he he may okay. still be with the so, company that formerly owned him. And then then we had uh, Michael Guestford, who's had business dealings with the Board of Education, but I, I don't yes. know if he's ever been an educator. No, so I, we have I'm two not that are from sure. private sector. Um, yeah. Two from then, from the private sector, four that were uh, teachers and, and retired. You know, I, I won't say with distinction, but they they are retired educators and they they serve <laughs> uh, the Washington County school system well. And, right. and th- when I say not with distinction, I'm not saying that they had. A, I'm not aware that they had any prestigious honors uh, upon their retirement. So, um, right. Fair enough. So, but, yeah. So the. I, I, go ahead. Now I was going to say that Denise Fry is um, she, she's registered Democrat, lives in Halfway, age 54, um, former president of the Washington County Teachers Association. Um, you can't call it a union in Maryland because there's a, they don't have teachers union. That's not legally the legal term is association, um, as I've been informed multiple times by our good mutual friend Neil Becker, and. She Neil Becker took over the Teachers Association. Um, I believe it was in July of 2015. Um, and then, of course, when we ran for Board of Education in 2014, we sat before the Teachers Association, um, several of their members, and they asked us questions. They prodded and pried to see where we would stand, and. You know, I've often been accused, and this is this. I mean, I don't want to turn this show into a policy or political dispute or debate because it's not. But I've often had my run-ins with the teachers' association, and it's been misconstrued that I'm anti-union. I'm I'm not anti-union, but I believe that there's a lot of internal issues within the union that I have problems with in relationship with the board of education. So we're, you know, we're sitting down in front of a teachers' association and. And they're prodding us for you know to see whether or not they're going to endorse our candidacy. Then they endorse our candidacy. Then we sit at a negotiating table with them, you know. And then we, after they endorsed our candidacy, it's just interesting. I mean, it's I I don't want to say it's a a quid pro quo, Henry, but it's uncomfortable. So you and I knew going into that interview, we wouldn't be endorsed by the teachers association. And you know, we're not longtime members. We had no ties. And I don't want to say that we're Republican because that, that label has no meaning in local politics in Washington County. The old, the old, the old theory and idea was that, that they, only entered, they only endorsed Democrat candidates who were loyal and um, yeah, very biased towards the unions. 
But nonetheless, they've endorsed many Republicans for what the association the association has. So, you know, I just want to throw that in there. But Denise, she stepped down. She wants to run for board of education. She's a former, I believe, she was a, a former special education teacher, longtime teacher in Washington County Public Schools, and I think she wanted to retire early and with a full pension or something like that. Um, Anyway. Um, Denise Fry is is definitely has an agenda, and and we're saying that fair Henry. That's not a, and and I hope that the, the first agenda is putting public interest, pu- public education first. But when you when a when a former head of the teachers association applies to become a board of education member, I think it's only fair to ask questions about her motivations. And I'm not saying that Denise Fry would be a single-issue candidate because you and I have both met Denise Fry. We've had discussions with her. And on some issues, I think that she's fairly reasonable, and I think she would do the right thing on behalf of the school system. However, I do think that the association would be her baby, fairly so. And well, let, that's let, let, let me pose the, yeah, well, let me pose the question here. Um, if Denise Fry were to serve on the Board of Education, would her loyalty, first loyalty, be to the parents and students of the Washington County Public Schools, or would her first loyalty be to the Washington County Teachers Association? I, I think that's a fair question. Being that she was a teacher for several years, um, I have a strong inkling to, to believe that her first loyalty would be to the education process to ensure that all the, the nearly 24,000 students who walk day in and day out of the doors of our public, the public school system in Washington County would get the best possible education. But it's also fair to, qu- to question whether, if, if, you know, as they're negotiating with the Board of Education, she knows that process in and out, and maybe she would be, you know, a good conduit between the two. Um, so, okay. I mean, I'm and, looking at. And then the other. Well, I understand, but then the other question would be, uh, what would be Denise's, Denise Fry's position regarding uh, allowing the Board of Education to be a taxing authority? That's a good question. I think all candidates should be asked that, and the clear answer to that question is is certainly mixed. I don't support the Board of Education having taxing authority um, because – well, for several reasons. I mean, we can talk about that, but that 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 should be a question posed to each of the candidates. Do you believe that they should have taxing authority, Henry? I I do not believe that the board of ed should have any taxing authority. No, I, don't um, either. I think that their budget needs to be monitored and supervised, uh, and it is at multiple levels through it within the state of Maryland. Uh, right. you, you have the, the state contributions, you have the federal contributions, and you also have the local county contributions. Uh, county contributions, of course, address the issue of the scaling up, scaling down new neighborhoods and where potential new schools should be located. All impacts. Now, of course, the state needs to sign off on a, a new school construction, but all that impacts things. And it's really critical that if anyone's listening here tonight – that they understand if you allowed a taxing authority through the local school board, 
they can all they can go through and say, oh well, gee, for Washington County, we want to give the teachers a one percent raise across the board, so we're going to assess a tax at X percent that we're going to apply towards education. Yeah, and I mean, it, you would say property taxes uncontrollable. Right. I mean, I think you would continue to see step by step property taxes rise every year because any time that a, de- a demand um, was requested or that was present, um, you get four members on the school board who say, "Okay." We need to pay teachers more, um, and that's I'm not a, I'm not opposed to paying teachers more money, but I think we should put that into a financial perspective. Anyway, so right. Denise Fry, let's we'll wrap up her her candidacy. I think it's an interesting choice. I, I didn't expect this one, Henry. I think that she has union or association loyalties. Excuse me. And I believe that she knows the education system in Washington County inside and out. That's a net positive. I think she could be an effective um, between the association um, as a a bridge between the association and the board. But I think that there's no way that the schools – I think the six of those guys and girl and Mr. DeWolf, there's no way that they would possibly appoint – someone like Denise Fry to the Board of Education. And I, I say, her, no, I think she's yeah, out. I, I don't see her uh, getting into the top three. I mean, this um, is just, this is our opinion. She, I'm she carries I don't, assets, but but the, the, the reason why I don't see her getting into the top three is some of the individuals who are on the nominating committee. Um, I think they're, the only way she would make it in the top three would be if uh, Melissa Williams stands down for Mike Gesford, who are very friendly to the local Republican Party, lean on things. And right. I, I hope that they are trying to keep themselves in a neutral position here. Um, you know, let, let the best candidate be filtered through the committee and, and not have undue influence by the sitting Board of Education, by the county commissioners or any other entity, let let them operate independently and select the best individual. Agreed. If that's the case, I don't see I don't see Denise getting through uh, the to be the top three. Um, no, agreed. We move right, on so to let's, next one. I have Ed, Edwin yeah, Hayes. Edwin Hayes. Uh, I don't. He is the person who I know the least about. I know you know he he previously served on. The board, but my recollection, it's greater than fifteen, sixteen years ago. Yeah, I think um, it was so, early you know, two thousand. He, he, he was a he, yeah, yeah. He he was an individual when he served on the board, and it may have only been for one term. Uh, served on the board, and we're he was you know probably mid forties at the time. You know mm-hmm. now he's retired. I'm not quite what sure what he did before i at, at this point i would question okay you you haven't been involved in the board for a while some of the knoxes you know on board members i believe the only board member who potentially would have anyone still in the school system would be peter bickford yeah um peter bickford uh, i believe his daughter just graduated high school and she's going off to college so okay, the, but I mean, he's the closest the, one in, in that regard. 
but to answer your question, no sitting Board of Education member in Washington County at this time has any students in the public school system. Zero. Well, that's a challenge. And yeah, if we look at so. the list, it, you know, we, we look at the list, and I'm scanning through it right now. There looks to be maybe two who could potentially have someone um, still in this, the school system. And we'll get to their names. Uh, they're they're right. near the bottom of the list. So, uh, but so this Edwin Hayes. I don't know what, what tangibles he brings. Uh, I, I don't well, know I mean, what tangibles he brings. I don't know what industry he comes from. I don't know much about him other than that he's retired. He's the husband of Suzanne Hayes, who's a financial advisor. And I sat on the Brook Lane Foundation board with Suzanne, and she's a really nice person, stand up, and just quality individual. Edwin Hayes is a registered Republican. He lives in Williamsport, former Board of Education member, um, like you said. And so you know, he's a Republican, which I think if you're a Republican applying for this seat, the central – the Jerry DeWolf and the rest of these members are going to know about that, and I really think that you have to answer – you have to ask this question. Being that you have the chairman, Jerry DeWolf, of the current chairman of the Washington County Republican Central Committee sitting at the helm of a nonpartisan selection committee who incidentally made his intentions clearly known in the very first article released by the Herald-Mail when he said and, – and he talked about that the way that the election – um, switched last time that there was a clear change, and you know he even said, "I want a fiscal conservative." So to Jerry DeWolf, this is partisan. This is nothing but partisan, and I, I think that that's fair to say. And it's unfortunate. And Elizabeth Paul, we both know Elizabeth, a former candidate for state delegate and District Two B, uh, she wrote a scathing um, column today. In the Herald Mail that blasted the commissioner's decision to appoint to Wolf. And I think she's right. I think she is right on. They should have had the least tainted, least partisan, a respectable community leader sitting at the helm of this, of this chairmanship after six long and grueling months. Henry, what were the commissioners thinking by appointing to Wolf? It's nuts. Uh, you know, 
he he could be we've been surprised by some of the individuals selected um since the last major uh, you know not last major but since the 2014 uh election cycle ended some names that have been put forward have surprised uh a lot of people that uh, you know this individual or that individual was uh actually nominated and then confirmed so mm-hmm. you know he may be someone who yeah you know, i i just don't know anything uh positive nor negative to say about him. So we'll put him into the wild card category because we don't know, and if we don't know, we can't speculate. And if we can't speculate, then it it could be a like like I just said a wild card. So we'll keep him in that category. So let's keep moving. Al Martin uh, ran for board of education uh, last term. He lost. He came in seven out of seven, um, and he is the longtime uh, director of finance for the city of Hagerstown sits on several boards. He's retired. In fact, Al had retired in 2011. Um, he is largely an expert in complex, budge- complex budgets and finance. Uh, Al is also, I believe, sits on the, the um, Citizen Board of Education Budget Committee that makes recommendations. Right. The, and then uh, he's 63. He is a registered Republican, and he lives north of Hagerstown. So Al, there's there's a lot going for Al, and it, he would be a logical, and in my opinion, a reasonable choice, given his expertise in the private sector, um, his longtime public commitment to the city of Hagerstown's budget. Um, how do you gauge whether someone is a fiscal conservative? What questions would you ask them? Um, and I think I, I can imagine that the questions will be phrased in a way. That would ask candidates if they support the downtown academic hub, of which the Republicans in Washington County believe it's heresy to support as a Republican. And then remember the alternative finance plan that was presented by State Senator Andrew Serafini as a way to alternatively fund the Mm -hmm. downtown academic hub, which became a hot button issue and still is, quite frankly. But these are important education policy discussions. But to have a dis- and you can have a disagreement on the finances, but when the math is the math, it is what it is. So, you know, well, Republicans. You, you know, let, let me say this about Al Martin, and you know, I only, you know, really, and won't only say got to know him, but I, I, you know, met him during uh, the time that he was running for office. Now, he, here's a man who understands dealing with government budgets. Okay, that's what he did for the majority of his career with the city of Hagerstown. So he understands finances, government budgets. There is no one currently on the sitting school board with that aptitude and that skill set. Yeah, closest one that was there was uh, Dr. Hardings, and he retired and and did not seek reelection in the last cycle. So he's excellent there. He's already familiar with PS budget looks like because he sits on that advisory committee. Uh, whether he is a true fiscal conservative, I think we just need someone who knows how to read a P&L statement and uh, a budget uh, sheet and understand that there is a budget that they can control. And there are, of course, three other uh, 
budgets that they really are dictated based upon whatever sector or, or, that they're servicing. Uh, so I think he, he would have that grasp and would be a tremendous asset to the existing school board that currently doesn't have anyone such as that. I think that his candidacy would be a net positive to the school system. However, I think they're going to look at Al and in summation, they're going to take the totality of his application and they're going to say, okay, you ran last time. Good. You know, that clearly showed an interest. You're a relative newcomer to the school board process, although he's set on several other boards. But I also think they're going to look at, well, he came in last place behind another candidate who applied. Um, and so how do you justify that? Will they, will they take into account the voters perspective who said that, who didn't give Al the number of votes that he would have needed to cross the finish line. Do you think that that will come into play? Well, uh, you know, we, we also have to consider reelectability when they're going through this. Um, if Al Martin were to be selected, could he win a reelection in, in this case, um, about two years? I think years. it would be much easier if he were selected. It, it, because he already has his name and he's associated, I think it would be much easier for him to run. I, I think the, pro, the challenge that Al had, though Al and I lived in the same community for a number of years, the same thing that I faced, um, a lot of the work that you do in the community sometimes is not out in front of the community. Yeah. So it, it makes it very difficult for people to get to know who you are, even though you've been, you know, essentially, you know, their neighbor for 20 years. So, was, you know, by getting his name out there, I think he, he could benefit from it. Henry, there was some criticism of Al Martin that he uh, ran a lazy campaign, and that's the rumor in Washington County. Not saying it's true or not, but there is a sense that Al, Al Martin did not work as hard as he should have. And if he worked harder and spent more time in places like Clear Spring or Hancock or other places out in uh, the western portion of the of the county and went on out and knocked doors and just kind of went out of – turned into a real candidate mode, like kind of the stuff that we did. Like I said, this is not right. Ryan Miner or Henry House saying this. This is just – the, well, the I mean, it, it, here's the question: Do you see uh, Al Martin as that type of individual, uh, as a type of, of individual that is going to spend three hours an evening knocking on strangers' doors? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't and, know. I, I don't know if that is his personality comfort zone. You know, standing out there on a street corner holding a, sound, uh, a sign, I could – yeah, I, I think he could do that. Um, it's a different comfort zone when you go into knock door to door. I'm, and I don't know him well enough to know if that's something that he could fit in and also don't know well enough if just by getting onto the board, if that would you know, bridge that gap of – connecting to the people because now he has name recognition of being a incumbent on the school board. You and I knocked on but, thousands uh, oh, of the list of, Oh, I, I, I agree. Uh, but the list of candidates that we have on this list, uh, skill set wise, he would be uh, at or near the top of that list from yeah, I the think individuals so. that I personally know. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So I he, hope he, he makes be, it onto the short list. He he will be undoubtedly one of the three that are that are t- uh, forwarded onto the commissioners. There's no doubt. He will be one of the three. Well, that moves us down to the next name on the list. Yeah, you start Ms. this one. Linda out. Jean Murray. Um, you, you know, I again, it, it wasn't until this election cycle, and I don't think she went out doing the door knocking. I know she, uh, you know, attended events. Um, here, here's one of my knocks, and mind you, Ryan, you know, I'm, I am a partisan. I, I'm, you know, <laughs> essentially faithful to the Republican ticket. Sure. Um, okay. She is currently serving as secretary to the Washington County uh, Republican Club. Um, the Board of Education needs to be non-political, and it's really a concern. And there's an, another very qualified individual down here on this list who has the same uh, risk and baggage. Associated with him. That's um, fair. Okay, and so that's one thing. the The other thing is, I was at a Republican event on the election night, and you know, she she knows who I am, but at, you know, at the same point, when the results were coming in, it though she lost, she was celebratory. Because somebody else lost, and right. I mean celebratory in a hooping and hollering sense, which I, I thought was inappropriate. You know, I understand. Yeah, we, we're all excited to have our candidate win, but this was ce- celebrating because somebody lost. Um, you, you know, I'm a sports guy. You know, you 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 win with class, and you lose with honor. And I didn't see that. Um, so that, that really troubled me, and that's one reason I personally couldn't be, get behind. And then we want to consider the aptitude of the individual. What skill set would she bring to the Board of Education that would complement uh, what the Board of Education needs? She is a former paraprofessional. She has worked inside of the public school system for many years. She, I believe she, re- she is retired. And as you mentioned earlier, she has an association with the Republicans. She is a partisan. That's, that's not men's words. She is a Republican partisan with close ties to Jerry DeWolf. She has close ties, a personal friendship with Karen Harshman. She is personally friends with Karen Harshman. Karen Harshman was stumping for her. She is pictured with Karen Harshman smiling. She is personal friends with Melissa Williams. Melissa Williams has campaigned for Linda Murray. She is personal friends with Mike Gasford and Stan Stauffer. They had all campaigned for her. They had all expressed their support for her. And she she campaigned alongside Melissa and Stan. She was clearly backed up by Karen Harshman. Um, she's the current secretary of the Washington County Republican Club. And another issue, Henry, is that during the I don't I don't think you attended the Republican Lincoln Reagan Day dinner at Fountainhead. No. But 
my understanding is, is that multiple sources had reported to me that County Commissioner Wayne Kiefer, who was appointed by Jerry DeWolf's Republican Central Committee, as well as Terry Baker, are actively plugging her candidacy and saying that she should be the pick. Two county commissioners, two. So to me, that's very problematic. I think that Linda Murray is the leading contender. All signs point to that. She is in with the Republican Central Committee. She has that Republican brand. She placed all of her campaign signs next to Donald Trump. The people of Washington County have said, hey, this is our girl, you know. She is uh she's she's in the school system and moreover well Henry she was endorsed by the teachers association so there's there's two things for her so I think she's going to be the pick I really do I think that the commissioners will pick her and I think this was already a foregone conclusion before even the process began which is inherently unfair to the rest of these applicants now I might be wrong and I hope they prove me wrong because I don't think that she is the most qualified person. And I should mention, too, Henry, that Linda Murray came in sixth place out of seven. She did not win. She was a candidate in 2016 for the Board of Education. Donna Brightman beat her. Donna Brightman was number five, and she was number six. Al Martin was number seven. So you have that dynamic. And I think the next most logical thing that people say in these kind of situations is, well, why don't they choose the the next person in line, per se? Well, that's that's not but, – that would be Donna Brightman, but I'm saying that Donna Brightman didn't put her name into the, into the hat here. She did, she's not a candidate, so the next logical person that in, in line would be Linda Murray. That's an argument that I've heard throughout the community. It, it's an argument that I've heard also, but it's – also an argument that hasn't proven true in the recent appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that was the case, uh, Wayne Kiefer or Woody Spong would never have been appointed to the uh, county commissioner seat. Right. So, that, so if you if you put that together, I just think out, out of the aptitude and quality of names on this list, at least that I'm personally familiar with, um, I don't see her in the top three. She will be in the top three. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mm-hmm. hope that the um, county commissioners uh, use their wisdom and parse based upon what this nominee and future board member can contribute and complement the skill set of those currently on the board. I don't mm-hmm. see that being a, a a plus for her. Yes, she ran. She came in. Uh, you know, she she tried to ride the coattails of Stan Stauffer and Melissa Williams in this last election, and we we see how the result was from that. Um, mm-hmm. Coattails weren't long enough to drag her across the finish line, <laughs> but. I would be very concerned if she winds up – I would be very concerned for the collective benefit of WCPS teachers, students, and parents if she becomes the nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my – I mean that's my personal feeling. It, it's only because of – and really, my. I had not formed any opinion regarding 
her until I saw the shenanigans on the election night. And it it really made me lose all respect uh, for for what took place. Uh, you want to hop down to the next one on the list here? Certainly. So that Peter was Perini. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Peter Perini. He is a former board of education candidate. In 2014, Peter ran alongside me, um, and you, and uh, he uh, actually came in fourth. And Peter really stepped up his game in the general election and came in fourth and uh stan salford came in fifth and yep i came in dead last but <laughs> it's okay um i got over that pretty quickly i had a lot of people working against me <laughs> um well so, i mean let, let, let's talk about P- peter's qualifications uh, he has run for school board in the past he's run for other offices in the past yeah um his his family um along with himself they have been involved in, in various business uh, ventures within the community and, and successful. I, I know his family was, was involved with nursing homes. and um, you know His father, of course, had uh, a construction company and, and did very well. Uh, he is, a, you know, the same knock I have against Linda Murray is the knock that I'm going to bring out here. He is the president of the Washington County Democrat Central Committee. Right. Okay, he's essentially the equivalent of Jerry DeWolf. Um, you know, in a different role, you know, as a Democrat versus a Republican. That is, if we are seeking something that is going to be non, you know, non-political, non-partisan role, everything else on Peter's resume says he should be in serious. Consideration, the 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 fact, the same knock that I, I'm using against Linda Murray, I'm I'm going to utilize here. Um, the only detractor I see, because I think Peter is qualified to do that. I've talked to a number of people. I've known Peter for way too many years. Uh, we're we are near the same age. Um, so, based upon all that knowledge, I I think Peter would be, I think Peter should have serious consideration. Uh, the only drawback is the tinge of partisanship to the Democratic Party. Um, and But I also am saying the same thing regarding Linda Murray and the Republican Party. So all of the skill sets, I think Peter really is a, a well-qualified individual and that should be considered. Do I think that he would have the support from the county commissioners that his name went through? I I would really be surprised if he did. And that's only because it's an entire Republican Party County Commissioner Board. I think Peter would be an excellent selection for this. I, I agree totally. I think he would be an excellent choice for this seat. I think he is qualified. I think he has excellent ideas. And I think that he would move the school system progressively in, in a positive direction – that puts education first. I think Peter would be a uh, an unbiased way and in, in a person. I think he would weigh the facts, and I think he would understand the budget. and And I think for all those reasons, he should be on the board of education. In fact, he should have been elected. I voted for Peter when he ran last time, 
However, he's the president of the Washington County Democratic Central Committee. He's a partisan Democrat. And that's not a pejorative. It's just the facts. He's right. not – Washington County is overwhelmingly Republican. There is no way that an, a board – all five Washington County Republican board is going to appoint Peter Perini to the school board a Democrat. It's not going to happen, and I hate to say that. I'm just being realistic. This is – we tell the truth. Peter Perini would be a fantastic candidate. He, he's, he's in my top three for this seat. And it's not about us or what we think, but I'm editorializing. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I think Peter should be on the short list, but the, you know, he, he absolutely we should. both concur that um, even if he was on the short list, it would be very difficult for him to be selected over top of uh, an Al Martin or a Linda Murray. Uh, it would be very difficult uh, for him to be selected over someone who is not a Republican only because of the – and this is not a meant to be derogatory towards our county commissioners. It's mm-hmm. just everyone you – know, all of them are Republicans, so you would strongly suspect that that's, that would be the direction they would go in their nominating process. So that brings us to Carlos Reyes, who is a former special officer with the New York Police Department. I believe he's originally from Brooklyn. He's a former security assistant with Montgomery County Public Schools. He's a counselor and a pastor of a local church. I believe he is a foster counselor. Um, He ran for the Hangerstown City Council in 2016 and lost. Registered Democrat lives inside of the city of Hagerstown, and he is 50 years old. And I think that this is a unique candidate, and I've heard a lot of great things about Carlos Reyes. I've I've talked to – Several people in the community and asked their opinion and solicited. People think yeah, he would bring diversity. I believe he is African American or Latino. I'm. I think. I think that's correct. And, and maybe he he's even blended. Uh, I mean, if you Google his name and put it in Hagerstown, you'll actually bring up the, you know, the the page to, at, at the church that he works at. He was giving a message. Um, you know, I think his wife is the pastor of the church there. Um, it would be here, – here is all the wrong reasons I don't think he gets through. We have a 100% white nominating committee, female, and we have a 100% uh, white male uh, county commissioner board. I'm not saying that that is the reason why he would be excluded. But he, I think he has a longer road and taller hill to climb. Think it's a race um, issue, Henry? I, I, I'd like to think that we have gone beyond the race issue, but I hope so. he's not a he's not a Hagerstonian. That is one of the challenges that I, I think he he's no. not someone who is, you know, educated in this community and from this community. Um, you know, his, with his background, he hasn't been in the community that long. So I, I think in that regard, he faces some challenges. You know, I remember when he was running for city council, you know, the one of the debates, he failed to show up. 
they were expecting right. him to be there. He, he, it was an empty placard there. Um, hmm. You know, of course, we have some people who were elected to the school board that pulled that stunt on a routine basis and they still <laughs> got elected. Yeah, they, uh, all three of them did. But, yeah, but when, when we go back, those are the challenges. I think, you know, he went for city council, didn't win. Now he's going for this. Uh, does that play against him? Because sure w- what role do you really want to be in? Uh, well, so, th- so that, that's that's my thought. So it's it's your thoughts are clearly justified, and they are validated. Um, he is, I th- and I'm just reading the Herald Mail article that was written last year in March that said that his father is Puerto Rican, his mother is black. I think that having someone like this gentleman on the school board who clearly would bring a unique perspective through all of his life experiences, bachelor of science in psychology, master's degree in school counseling from John Hopkins, a well-educated person who understands children, who understands how to relate to children, um, you know, being a church pastor or a, you know, a counselor. I think that that's important. I think that counselors have a very tough job. I, I, it's not easy. I think the diversity is desperately needed on the school board. Um, it would be nice to see someone from the city of Hagerstown on the board. Um, I, I, I agree, Henry, that all the wrong reasons that are – all the wrong reasons are working against him. And, Henry, to my knowledge, there has been one African-American who has ever served on the Washington County Board of Education, and he was appointed, I believe – and then he ultimately ran for re-election and lost. So, you know, this is a this is a problem. That is one issue that we are desperately trying to solve, or I should say they in Washington County are trying to solve, is how to recruit more diversity into the school system to reflect the student body. Now look, a majority majority of the population in Washington County is is white. But there's also a major segment that is African American and other races, Latino Chinese. Um, but but so, here, here's my, my argument. We need to look beyond what is the color of someone's skin. Absolutely. Um, and, and I don't know if in this regard, uh, being appointed is a practical opportunity for him. I think he would be better served and have a greater chance of getting the position by actually running for office. Uh if he really went to school board, but as a, you know, he previously ran for city council. That's where you know, okay, what what role do you desire to to be invested in? So, you know, start attending some of the the school board meetings. The same advice that you know we had, you know, get your get known about what the issues for the school system are, and yes, he can. Give you oh that one little checkbox that everyone's looking for, but let's let's not worry about the checkbox. Let's worry about the most qualified candidate. Well, okay, if he can be the most qualified candidate, then he should get considered. I don't think that he'll be selected. I don't think that he's going to be in the top three, but I'm really happy to see that he put his name and is going through the process, and I really hope that he becomes a community leader, and if he he endeavors to serve the public in some capacity, um, I think this is, this is a good start. And that bring, brings us to the last I mean, there, There's opportunities for him. 
there's opportunities for him in this community. I hope he keeps at it. Uh, last I candidate, so. David uh, Schuster. David um, Schuster, yeah. You know, what, what do you know about David? I know that he is the director of operations and compliance at the Horizon Goodwill Industries, important function in the community, excellent group. He is also rumored to be considering a school board run in 2018. Um, I've asked a lot of questions about David Schuster because he is the newest name to me. Um, he is the freshest name. He has no baggage <laughs> from my understanding. Um, he has the he's the the, the epitome, the epitomous wild card. Um, my understanding and from all my sources tell me that he's interested in good governance. He's a leader in the community. He taught at Virginia Tech and is rumored to be working on his doctorate in education. He's 42 years old. He lives in Smithsburg. He has children in the school system, and he's a registered Democrat. So I have talked to a lot of people over the last few days about Mr. Schuster, and everybody says that he's the guy, that he is the guy. And I've, I've talked to some people who have spent years in the education system who know him, high energy with a strong moral compass, and he's a fresh face, no baggage, um, very substantive, uh, and he has a lot of energy to do the right thing and to promote education policy. And look, a former teacher, Virginia Tech, working on his doctorate, all these things are a net positive. What's going against him, Henry? Um, okay, question. With his role at Horizon Goodwill, does he have the time to dedicate an average of 20 hours a week in addition to going seeking his doctorate, you know, serving as director of operations for Horizon Goodwill? Does he have the additional time to, you know, give towards it? Because being on the school board, you and I both know it is not just the couple hours that those meetings are broadcast every other week. Um, there is a lot, 10 times as much work as what you see in the public eye behind closed doors. And so the answer is I don't so know because I never met the man, and I, I don't know what his um, day-to-day schedule looks like. I'm, I would imagine that would be a question that would be asked by the school board nominating commission. Can you dedicate the time that it requires? Are you – going to be a full-time school board uh, member, or at least can you, can you do the work? And I think that that's an important question because if you, you can't do the work, then don't put your name into the hat. But I don't know, Henry, and I think it's a fair question to ask all the candidates. Now, some of the candidates, the applicants who are, who have applied, they're retired. So that, you know, they're obviously have extra time or more time I should say, on their hands than maybe someone like David Schuster or Carlos Reyes um, or Mr. Perini. But I know very little about David Schuster. I have not met him, but everything that I have been told about Mr. Schuster, they believe that he will be on the short list, depending on his interview and public comments. People are pushing. There's a movement behind David Schuster in that community. Henry, and people are really pushing him. What's going against him? He's a well, registered they, they, Democrat. Yeah, he's a registered Democrat. But here, okay, so we, we've gone through the list, and let, let's wrap it up. 
does the nominating committee, do they steer one individual through and then two individuals who they think would be sandbagged so they can get um, their, their, their indiv- individual uh, rubber stamped? A lot of people seem to think that they're going to only present one name, that they will present – because the loss is up to three. So they can technically, by law, present the commissioners with only one name, but I would imagine that that would have to be universal. But you have to also understand the the personalities and the mentalities of some of the school board members or some of the nominating commission folks. I mean you have Tom Barry, who is a right-wing partisan Tea Party guy who just doesn't believe in science and who is a in the pocket of Neil Parrott. So you have – and then you have other people that are connected to – Serafini and Barr. I mean, this is for being a nonpartisan commission. This is still heavily political. That's what people need to understand. This will ultimately result in a political not decision. And whether they say but, that they're fair, I'm not sure why 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 you why you're saying that uh, as if that would be a surprise to anybody. No, I'm not. But I, I want people to be. I think that people. I don't have faith in. People in Wash, I should say, I don't have faith in this committee based upon the some of the people who have been appointed to the committee. I think that it's tainted with partisanship, whereas it should be leaders in the community who are doing the best thing for the kids, and that's what it breaks down to. That's what it, that's the bottom line. But there's an agenda, I believe, with this committee, with Jerry DeWolf leading it and chairing it. I know you say he's only a tiebreaker, but he. Henry, he sets the tone. He sets the tone. So I, I'm not going to refute that he sets the tone of the discussion because clearly he did that during uh, the first meeting that you know, sure. is available to watch streaming from your uh, site. So, you know, a minor detail.com if anyone's curious and wants to watch it. Uh, Thank you. So he does set the tone. It, not, not a problem. I, I'm, I'm always good for at least one plug a show. Um, he does set the tone, and I think there is going to be an, a potential effort to steer, and that's where the public comment uh, showing up at the meetings I think can have some influence on the situation. And even lobbying the county commissioners before the names even come out from them, from the committee, right. saying, hey, you know, if so-and-so is – the lone name coming from that committee, you guys, you're selling a short. No. Uh, I think that there you, should you know, be you three. Should, you, well, I, I think there should be three because the, the law allows for up to three. Um, the, this is different than the appointment to you know by the governor for the offices. The governor requested three, but uh, the law really did not provide – you know, he wanted three so he could pick, but the the interpretation was slightly different. In this case, the law actually does say up to three. So, in this said, I think they're incumbent that they should present three. They're not forced to, but I think it would be incumbent upon them to present three. I think that they will likely present. I think there's a good possibility that they could present one. Now they could surprise me, and you know what I've been what I've been told by 
some sources who have inside knowledge about the process. They have told me that they are going to pick three. I still think that it's, I, I think it's going to come down to one. I think, and I wanted to ask you this as we wrap up the show, Henry, who could take a guess tomorrow based upon all that we know and that we've discussed. And we still haven't got to the public comments portion of the, um, the, the, the public hearing tomorrow. And that may or may not sway some opinions. I don't think it's going to, but it's always good to hear from the public. And you're going to have people – essentially you're going to have people making rah speeches and telling – and standing up to the mic and saying this is the best person ever, and here's why. And that may or may not sway. It could, but who knows. Um, but I'm sure that the committee has discussed ad nauseum each of the candidates. They've read their application packets, and all of this will be weighed. So they're, they're going to come up with a candidate, and I'm sure that they already have their three in mind. So if you were to pick tonight and um, speculate on the three whom could possibly be appointed, up to three, who would you think that the three candidates are? Well, we, we already discussed the least qualified of the three that we think are going to get through, and that would be Linda Murray. Um, I would certainly hope that Al Martin would be in that three. And then I think it really is a tiebreaker between David Schuster and then Peter Perini. Uh, while Peter has the pedigree for consideration, I think what works against him is his position on the Democratic Central Committee. And uh, David Schuster, as you said, is a card. Um, we really don't know, but I think that that would be um, a, a viable choice. Unfortunately, for the the other couple individuals, I I don't know. I, I mean, I, I really don't know if they're if they nominate a straight Republican slate. I think that that that's going to cause an issue. I, I really so, think that's going to cause an issue. It's a good point, and and one that's well taken. So, here are my th- here here are the three who I would who I predict will go forward. One is Linda Murray, two is Al Martin, and three is David Schuster. I think that that these will be the three candidates that you see move forward. That's my opinion. Now, we know for sure that. I have no doubt that Linda Murray will be will be moved forward. Al Martin, based upon that he ran the last time, he came in seventh place. Um, his finance experience, he's well respected. I think he will be I think will he be pushed forward. So that leaves the the rotating third. Could it be Denise Fry? Could it be Edwin Double. Hayes? Could it be Edwin Hayes? Maybe he was a for- potentially, and I think that he was because he was a former Board of Education member, but they may take into consideration, look, he was a former Board of Education member. He ran in loss, but he still understands it. But will he have yeah, – he's 63. Will he have the vitality to run in the future? Will he run again? Well, if that's campaign? the case, then you wouldn't put Al Martin for it. Where, where well, I that's think exactly that hurts, right. Where I think that this hurts him is if they put his name forward, then we just – forward a three-way Republican slate, 
And how can this be nonpartisan? They have to are put, they concerned they have, with appearances? They have to put forward a Democrat. They have to. They have to. I mean, it's well, just lo- logic would say yes. Yeah, and they have to put forward but a female. I don't know necessarily right? if they're they would have to put forward a female as much as the weight of having to put forward a Democrat. Uh, if if they substituted Linda Murray for Peter Perini, uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be upset. Peter, per, you know, or uh, Denise Fry. I don't think a lot of people are going to uh, be overly upset that there's not a female coming out of the recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third, as you said, the third wild card with David Schuster, or is there anybody else? That's you know, until we actually have the public comments, we don't know how articulate uh, they are going to come off as, you know, during the interview process. And we don't know who's going to line up to lobby for X, Y, and Z. Uh, given the politics of the commissioner's board and given the politics of this committee, I stick with my original presumption that Linda Murray will be the next board of education member. And that's that's what I think. Yeah, well, I, 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 Ryan, I'm not going to say I disagree with you. I, <laughs> I am going to say I, I think that I, I, I am going to say I think of the candidates that are listed, um, she would not be in my top three. Uh, no. you know, just, be just on paper, she would not be in my top three. She would be number seven. She, she would finish about the same. Well, she would finish about the same place she finished in the uh, general election last time. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, and why are you I, I spending mean, too she's, much? She's not going to show. So, uh, if the audience they're listening, why are we spending so much time on Linda Murray? The reason why we're spending time talking and discussing Linda Murray's appointment is because it's been rumored by many sources that commissioners, county commissioners, are pushing her. In fact, County Commissioner Wayne Kiefer sent her a campaign donation. He sent no other. Board of Education candidate, a campaign donation. He sent Linda Murray, and he and I was told by a very credible source who attended the Lincoln Day, the Lincoln Reagan Day dinner, that he was basically parading her around and um, heralding her before the audience and saying, "This is this is our girl. This is who we want to appoint." And you know, Wayne Kiefer can deny that, but my, I've had that confirmed by two different people. So, so there's that. I hope that they listen to the will of the people, and I hope that they pick somebody who is worthy, as the Herald Mail said, of the public's of the public respect. This has been a long and grueling process, and the last thing that we want Henry to see is happen is that it comes down it comes down to a partisan decision where you know where it becomes a foregone conclusion. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that the commissioners make the right decision, and I don't know who they're going to pick. I, I have a strong inclination that they will choose Linda Murray, but I hope that they do the right thing and pick someone that is truly deserving of the seat, who is most qualified and who can bring the most experience to the job that's required. This is not an easy job. It's intense. It's laborious. It requires an in, a, a incredible amount of dedication to the process. And Henry, you know as, I, as well as I do that this school board – 
has suffered major setbacks given the relationships between the school board members. It was greatly diminished in the last six months. The trust in the school system has largely eroded. And I think that this would be a good start of the, of, of the Board of Education to start fresh and pick someone new, pick someone who we know that can do the job and who will not be a Karen Harshman. We don't want another Karen Harshman in this seat. No, we don't. And, you know, there's a couple of names on that list who would concern me could assume that type of role. Um, you know, yeah. then the question is the vote from the county commissioners. Do we have a 3-2 vote or do we have a 5-0 uh, a vote uh, to mm -hmm. confirm the, the – and that, that really – I think that's really a critical question because I, I think you're going to see um, – Terry Baker and Wayne Kiefer aligned together. I, I, I would be surprised if that doesn't occur. And I think likely you would see Leroy Myers and John Barr um, share s similar sentiments towards a candidate. And then with uh, Commissioner Jeff Klein being sort of the rubber vote, uh, but for public face, the, does two of the other commissioners push their vote over? Do, do they say, listen, we just don't want to rock the boat. Let's say it's a 5-0 decision. It's not going to really – it's no sweat off our brow to support this candidate over another candidate. Right. Uh, do they spend – is it worthy of them spending any political capital to try to get their preferred candidate through? I, I think that they're not going to do anything that they don't have to do. And if it comes down to an easy decision that won't affect their reelection, that's who they're going to pick. And in this case, that candidate is Linda Murray. And so she's a safe pick for the Republicans. It's, it's true. Um, the, the, the Teachers Association seemed to like her since they endorsed her. Uh, the Republican Club seems to like her since they made her the secretary, or at least she stepped up to do the job. I don't know how that went down. Um, she's in close with Jerry DeWolf. And... It's just how things work in Washington County. How do you think – I'm not speaking ill of the dead, and God bless him, Woody Spong. But how do you think Woody Spong got into the position that he was in? Well, he was close friends with Terry Baker, and Terry Baker basically went to each of the Central Committee members and said, make this happen, and they did. And that's how that worked out. Well, I, I'm not going to refute that. I wasn't involved in any part of that process. Um you know, yeah, but you applied for that seat too, Henry. No, I, I didn't apply for the county commissioner. Oh, I thought – okay, so you only applied for the state delegate yeah. seat. Yeah, I applied for the state delegate. I didn't apply for the county commissioner seat. Um, you know, there were others who applied who oh, – again, looking at paper, they would have made a little more sense as a, as a choice. Um, um, however, the – Central Republican Central Committee decided not to go with that individual. Um, you know, I was I, I'm still shocked with the decision they made regarding delegate um, with, with the names that were put forward. So there, but this isn't the Republican Central Committee. This is the you know county commissioners that will make the final decision on this role. So it's a, a different different makeup of uh, individuals and. Um, I, I know they are loyal to the party, but I'm, I'm not sure if they're um, 
as conservative as what the Republican Central Committee uh, is typically portrayed as. Hmm, right. Well, any final thoughts? Okay. No, I think we, we hashed it out fairly well tonight. I hope that – and I think we were fair. I think we, we we did our best to lay out all the facts as we know them and to present each candidate. Um, so, look, hey, it's in the hands of the the committee, and then ultimately it's in the hands of the five Republican county commissioners. So it's – uh, my predictions in Washington County have largely come true. Um, this is not a proverbial pat on the back, but – my predictions have generally come true. My sources have always come through. So um, if it's Linda Murray, then, hey, then that's uh, that's a, some good prognosticating. If it's not, let's just hope that they bring it back to the education process. And this is all about the school system. It's why we ran. It's why I think other people run is to make it the best school system as possible to spend the taxpayer money. <laughs> spend the taxpayer dollars effectively and get the best bang for the buck and to ensure that the kids have an enduring and lasting education experience so they can go on and start their own blogs and radio shows and, <laughs> and do this. No, I'm kidding. I, um, you and I had a both, you and I both had a great education experience. Um, so I mean, but yours was most and uh, yours was 100% public education. I spent, Half of my time in public education, half my time at Heritage. So it's a little bit. Ah, that's another topic that we won't touch. <laughs> no, we won't touch that one tonight. There's not enough time. No, well, we should get into depth in that at, at another time because that that's certainly a uh, a very prevailing social topic at this time. That has been on the uh, that has been the the social media topic de jour of the week. Um, so, yeah, well, you know, Hagerstown makes it into the news for all the wrong reasons. Well, but I think that in, in the heritage situation, Henry, I think that there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of it. And I'm I'm hoping that uh, the young lady that's in that position at this time, I think that I have no doubt that she's going to be just fine. And, you know, my thoughts and my prayers are with her and her family. And I'm sure it hasn't been easy on Heritage Academy either. And I my understanding is, is that they – They've received some threats, and I know we're not going to get into this because that's not the topic. But as we're doing this show, if you know people making threats against the you know the private school there, that's just wrong and it's terrible. And I hope that they stop. I mean, it's it's craziness. Um, well, they, you know, they for as many threats as they've received, they've also received a lot of support. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the you know they they are the only ones privy to what was actually discussed. And that's the way that the administration at the school desired it to be. Um, It's taken on a public persona now, which for the young lady, um, I think it's sort of become, you know, what she sought to achieve and what's actually transpired. I think it's done equally been as beneficial and detrimental to her cause. Um, you know, only thing I, you know, 
give credit to the young lady for her strength and resilience and uh, taking owning the accountability of her actions and uh, choosing to go forward and give birth. And we hope that, you know, both her and the, and her son and you know, the family, so, you know, continue support and are healthy. I, I and, and as someone who has um, taken on unworthy, and, and this is my own personal um, life story, who has taken on some unworthy causes at a very young age, and I'm not that's this, her her cause is completely different than mine. But the moment that you bring the media into it is the, the moment that your story that you will lose control of the narrative. And it will be blasted because when when it gets out, everybody has an agenda. Everybody wants to add their own impression to this story. So the minute that this story went national, outside of the borders of Hagerstown, Maryland, the Herald Mail, that is when it, the story becomes diluted. Person behind the narrative somewhat loses control, unfairly so. So just remember that if you know you're listening, I have been there. And once the story becomes out of your control, it's really hard to lasso the narrative back in under your belt. It really is. I, I believe the uh-huh. thing is you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's true. It's and I've look, I've had a lot of wisdom bestowed upon me in my young thirty-one years of life, and I've had more le- tough learning lessons than most people because my messes were self-created. And my problems were all self, all self-created, um, because of hard-headedness, because of dumb decisions, or things that I wish I would have said and did not. But they're all learning experiences, and they made me grow as a person. So, not we're not going to belabor this because this has been discussed yep. at this has been discussed over and over again. But uh, we we can discuss this at another time. But the, I, I yeah, know we, I think and, and, the topic and, and was Henry, the, the candidate. So. You know, this is that this. You know, the the young lady at Heritage Academy is a is a good a good a good discussion to have. I, w- I wonder if I could get her on the show. Probably not, but it would be interesting to see if she would come on and talk to me. And I would love to have you there as a um, another voice into that discussion because that would be a good community discussion and a good interview uh, to do. To, to hash all of this out. And I've gotten those interviews before in the past, and I'm hoping that's the, the direction that will drive the show in. But nonetheless, school board candidates, applicants, um, tomorrow we might know who the three applicants are after the public hearing, Henry. So stay tuned. <laughs> Henry, um, all right. thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You're in... Your insightful commentary is a an important cornerstone of the show, and uh, I know that I'm hoping to bring you on more often. So keep coming back. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I'm, I'll yeah, talk man. to you, I'm sure, via Facebook or over phone. Have a good night, Ryan. All right. Thanks, Henry. I appreciate your time. Bye. Uh, thank you. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, you can listen in at blogtalkradio.com slash a minor detail. My name is Ryan Miner, and you can find me on the web at a minor detail.com. We do news, we do commentary, we do politics, and we don't do the bullshit. So we won't do that, and we'll tell you the truth, and we will present the facts as we have them. I appreciate you listening, 
And once again, stay tuned to a minor detail for your education news in Washington County. Have a good night.